Welcome back to Lost in Theaters, the podcast where we talk about movies that have slipped the cracks of pop culture. My name is Rachel, and I'm here with... So we're back to me not introducing myself again. <laughs> well, I just had to go... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Ruth has developed a head jiggle to my introduction. I have. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah. You I bob wiggle. it. You bob it back and forth. <laughs> Cracks of pop culture. It's a very, it's a very oop-dee-doop-dee dee sort of introduction. I don't like those words. Well, okay. <laughs> this week, Ruth, we're going to a movie that I truly believe is lost in theaters because it could totally have a cult following, but I don't think it does. Your descriptions make me afraid some days, and I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> why if I should was think like, about why oh, that is. Oh, no. What are you talking yeah. about? No, well, this one, it's very... It just is quirky enough. Okay, the thing is, okay, there aren't... We're talking you're about going quirks to now. learn. Yeah. <laughs> Ups and downs, man. Ups and downs. Um, there aren't as many... Okay, Humphrey Bogart fanatics who so I don't know actors Humphrey Bogart Disclaimer. Is, is the guy who um he was in the guy in Sabrina I think is that true I think Sabrina. so Sabrina no 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 the only one we watched with mom Vertigo what <laughs> not Vertigo <laughs> oh no you okay there <laughs> it's all gone Ruth all the information is gone really sorry no, he was in Sabrina he's like what's Sabrina you remember the one with no. Audrey Hepburn is in Sabrina Humphrey Bogart is in Sabrina? Oh, no. He's this famous actor from the, oh, like 50s or so. And he played, he was supposed to be, people thought he was like, what's a modern, he's sort of, sort of like the Chris Evans, but not at all like Chris Evans. He was the Chris Evans of the 50s. And that like, now, no, he's not like Chris Evans at all. What do I do, Ruth? Thinking of like an actor who's in multiple We're still movies. About Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, an actor who's in multiple movies, playing the same kind of character in all of the movies, but it's you know the romantic lead. But he's sort of, I don't know. He's not charming in the classic sense of charming. He's more stoic. It's more like Harrison Ford. What's the guy who like never gets the never gets the Oscar? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Oh, you know what? What's the guy? Oh, dear. <laughs> I think that might be a comparison. Except I think Humphrey Bogart won stuff. And he... <laughs> <laughs> Just rubbed dirt in the wound there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's a travesty, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not up to date on it that. It is debate. just weird at this point. <laughs> well, okay, so, but, uh, yeah, so he played, you know, romantic leads often, and uh, but also, yeah. like, he played a detective famously. Oh, and, oh, Casablanca! That's the classic. See, I'm just so not... This will blue. all make sense in a moment, why I say this. So I think there are people who, like, really like Humphrey Bogart and Audrey like Hepburn. those people. And, <laughs> and they, they love this sort of... I would... I don't know if they don't... They don't call it the golden age of television, I don't think. But they, it's like these, you know, movies... From that era, people really love them. Golden However, movies. people who really love them don't like them getting dunked on. What? 
as in <laughs> they don't like it when people like when you watch say Star Wars with someone who's only watching it for the cinematic of effects. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah, it's miserable. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my gosh, it looks horrible." And they oh, they say things mean. like or or, you know, why would they ever why would Luke just leave Tatooine? Just just ditching everything. This doesn't make any sense and they, they Right. Right. You're like this is That's upsetting. Not <laughs> if you're yeah. But I don't know, but it's interesting because I do like Star Wars satire sometimes. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the people who appreciate that kind of humor and the Humphrey Humphrey Bogart fanatics and the people who are like let's fanatics, eh? let's let's make a mockery of a genre that we love. The no. the pools do overlap, I'm sure, but I don't think the pools overlap hugely. And that's pools. why this movie, pools? pools of individuals. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and that's why this movie, I don't think, has a cult following as of yet. What we have to do, because I don't think, I don't think the Audrey Hepburn movies and Humphrey Bogart movies have had quite the same resurgence in modern uh, comedic circles. Like the 21st century meme culture hasn't okay. grabbed on to these films yet. That's true. And I think if it ever does, this movie oh, would be appreciated. Oh, you know where it is, though? It's in TikTok. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Because part of why those movies are good is the motion. Yes! So it could come... I, I still don't think it's reached like there yet, but I think I yeah. think it could come back in that way. So this this film... When I think of Audrey Hepburn being used like to communicate things like memes, it's always in TikTok. Because she's got motions? Yeah, because she just makes a funny like, face like Myrna Twitches. Loy <laughs> yeah so this movie came out in yeah like Myrna Loy <laughs> in 1978 um and Abbott and Costello Abbott? were at their peak in the 1950s Noted. uh and they kind of I think kicked off the satirical genre in a big way where they, like, would retell the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, but it would be just yeah. completely full of jokes and hilarious and, you know, there'd be, like, weird twits, twists. Um, twists. And then coming into the 70, 70s, movies that didn't star Abbott and Costello, but were, like, in that kind of vein, they were, they started being made. And this is one of them. Um... And additionally, so so there's one movie I didn't watch because I couldn't find it anywhere, um, called The Adventure of Sherlock Holmes's Older Brother. Um, what does that ring a bell? <laughs> I don't know. That came out in 1975, but that's the sort of okay. thing we're dealing with. Is like there's another brother, and he's smarter than him. And you know, um, it should be noted that this is we're transitioning into the James Bond era of cinema as far as bodiness goes i watched the first james bond i thought i was going to watch all of the james bonds starting with the first one yes. and i watched the first one and had to stop i have never oh. been more scandalized by a male role that was supposed to be idolized in my life that man was horrible <laughs> james bond is not a great guy in that first movie i just oh. there was nothing i just kept hoping and then it was just it was disastrous. His treatment of women was so bad. It was just awful so consistently. And I was like, 
What is happening? So, this doesn't quite get there in that. It didn't make me have that, but it's edging towards that that sort of... uh, It could very easily become that. But the thing is, this is satire, so everything should be taken with a grain of salt. Although someone's going to get hurt, probably. Have you said what the title of this... The Chief Detective. Did you say that? I don't know. I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I regularly have lapses of memory mid-conversation. Yeah, but I've been going on about this for a while, so (laughs) it's good to remind people this is called The Chief Detective. And it, um... I did find one person online randomly talking about it and they were like if you loved the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca you'll hate the cheap detective (laughs) Um, yeah yeah I um I loved Casablanca I was not expecting tell me about Casablanca it's it's a Humphrey Bogart movie it's you know takes place in northern Africa this podcast is not about that <laughs> it takes place during the world war in the 40s it takes place in the 40s it was made in the 40s it was about resistance and the french rebellion um and uh yeah this movie the chief detective de- detective is explicitly pretty much explicitly with its scenes a spoof on all of humphrey bogart's famous roles like the maltese falcon Casablanca, that movie we watched with mom, which if you look back in our history, you'll see what we're talking that about. That movie we watched with oh mom. Oh my gosh, it's one of her favorite movies. Is it an Audrey one? Yes. Oh, oh my goodness, Ruth. Oh, I want to say charade. It's charade. That's what now, it is. Even though you want to say charade, is it charade? Yes, I'm, okay. I'm 100% sure it's charade, although I'm less 100% sure whether that's a Humphrey Bogart movie or not. But a part of me just feels like it is. Anyways. We're just woefully unprepared for this podcast. I just, <laughs> I thought I was prepared. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, the vibe, it, 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 but it is, it's sort of like Abbott and Costello. Abbott. And, but, but definitely, uh, do you, have you ever watched any Angie Tribeca, Ruth? Ooh, I watched the one on, at the hotel. Yes. That is that is also the sort of humor this is. It's like a dream. Yeah. It's like really bizarre non sequitur. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite that level where it's like suddenly someone wakes up and they're in a child's car bed and then they drive yeah, away. You remember that? Episode? Oh yeah, vividly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made so much sense. And also and I hated that. No that sense. Was like, <laughs> but so much sense. Yeah, that's how beds should be. Yeah. But that's not how beds are. No. So it does have that sort of, and the way the dialogue works in that show where it's like things, they say things like, um, what's under the chair? And they're like, I'm under the chair. You're above the chair. Exactly. Right? Like that sort of thing where you just think, what? (laughs) That's sort of, yeah, what this movie is filled with. Um, Does that help people, Ruth? Do you think understand what? If they want to watch this movie or not. Against. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any random zero spoiler information? Oh, oh, and the music is very... It, it Even the music is satirical, right? It'll be really intense at really? one time, very dramatic, and then it'll, like, switch and be, you know... Bloop, 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 <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. This almost sounds like... 
Full Metal Alchemist animation? You know, if one were steeped in the anime culture, perhaps I could say something. If I, if I were, I could say something to that effect. But based off the of my the experience, is like I don't know, realistic, and then switches to like cartoon crayon drawing. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not quite like that. Okay. But I do know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not quite that bad. Medium spoilers. Should I go to medium spoilers? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Just, just getting us to medium spoilers. I think that's the sound we've established. So, um, she just beat on her chest again. <laughs> so someone's been murdered uh, in the at the beginning of the story, and um, you have to. The, it's a case to find out why someone was murdered. It's a case on it. Um, but just to give you some insight, so like the opening scene, they're like, someone was was shot dead, and they're like, but it was such a quick bullet, no one could stop what they were doing, and they like turn around, and the, the one of the dead bodies is like still holding a cell phone, not a cell phone, they're still holding the phone from the hotel, and like looks exactly like he would be talking on the phone, but he's got a bullet hole in his head, and like... Yeah, it was such a such a quick thing. He must be a, a fast draw. And then they go through and there's like the guy who's operating the elevator is the same thing. He's still like operating the elevator and you know, they find the guy who is supposed to be murdered and they uh the who they were going for. He's dead, still reading the newspaper. <laughs> and then, you know, next door they're like, "Oh yeah, there's two people who witnessed the crime." And there's like a pair of people whose like ears are pressed up against the wall also shot through, you know, and they're like pity. They had so so much life left to live, and they're both elderly people, you know. It's it's like that sort of yeah. feel. Um, yeah, and yeah, so we do. Yeah, low medium spoilers. We have scenes straight out of Casablanca that are reenacted throughout the film so that's wild to me noted (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool um yeah thoughts questions concerns from ruth who does not represent the audience we don't want to put that pressure upon her we Um, want her to feel (laughs) feel as though she can have her own opinions Oh, I don't have those. Oh, no. <laughs> joke, joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> or on to the major spoilers. Spager Moilers. Spager Moilers. Here we come. I'm sorry again. <laughs> uh, so I already told you at the beginning, um, and they think that the, the guy who gets murdered, his partner, is the one who... Um, partner. Who did the crime uh, because he was having an affair with the other guy's wife. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, and this guy's name is Lou. Um, Lou wakes up to a phone call, and the there's a lady on the other end of the phone, and she's like, "Lou Floyd is dead." And I uh, and <laughs> he's like, "Do they know about us?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know." And then. Uh, she's like, but the cops are right here. And it zooms out and all the cops are like around her. Uh-huh. And she's like, I think you did it, Lou. And he's like, we can't have this conversation <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> so he hangs it up. <laughs> um, and then, so there's a, 
bunch of stuff. It plays with the jokes of the genre a lot. Like, mm. is a bunch of stuff about, you know, um, he gets a call from someone who he goes to, meets her at the office, his office, and yeah. she says that her name is one thing, and then she says it's another thing, and then another thing, and their dialogue mostly concerns the fact that she isn't giving him the, her real name <laughs> or why she wants to hire him. Okay. And so, you know, she goes through... A whole bunch of names. Um, actually, when he gets to the office, there's a dead woman in his office, and he oh. goes to ring the homicide people. Uh-huh. And then in the middle of the phone call, the dead body wakes up, and turns out she was just asleep. What the heck? <laughs> right, so that's the vibe of this okay. movie. It's just really, really kind of strange. Yeah. Um, so uh, she claims that her niece ran away from the boarding school, and he need, she needs. And she's asleep on his in his office. And she needs his help to find her. Um, then the detectives show up, uh, and um, they have like a little. They're like, "What are you doing here?" Um, well, no, no, actually. First, he goes back. He goes back home, and the widow is at his house, the one he was having an affair with. And he's like, "You can't be here. Are you sure you were followed?" And she's like, "Yes, I brought them here with me." (laughs) And they show up out of the doors, (laughs) and they, um, yeah, they're then. That's when they are. They're like, "We think it's you, man." And he says, "I, I didn't do it, man." And um, then they leave, (laughs) and and then. They, these other two, the two lovebirds break off their affair and because she's, she's like, I can't anymore. And she's like, there's, you're that kind of guy who just can't settle down, man. He's one of the lumber, lovebirds, lovebirds, the detective? Yes. The lovebird and the widow. Wait. <laughs> the detective and the widow is who I was talking oh, okay. about. They're talking and it turns it out. It sounded like they were two, like a separate thing oh, we were talking about. No. Yeah, you got it. And so then the the woman is leaving, and she's he's like, "Do you need any cash?" And she's like, "No, I got paid ten thousand dollars upon the death of my husband." Oh my gosh! And you're like, "Oh." Uh, then he gets another phone call from a guy who wants to meet him at some bar. So then he goes and shows up, and this this scene, this the bar is, I think, the set almost exactly from Casablanca. It's <laughs> it's literally. The same bar with the man at the piano and the, um, <laughs> there's, there's a scene, Casablanca has singing scenes in it. Uh-huh. And this woman in the, in the, the movie sings a song, but in, in Casablanca sings a song, but in the cheap detective, she just goes, la, 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 la. <laughs> and the whole bar is like silent as she sings and then she says everybody and everybody's like la, 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 la. And she's like, just the man la, 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 la. just the one yeah it's <laughs> and it's very drawn out <laughs> and very bizarre um and then uh if you know Again, okay, I should have said spoilers for Casablanca. It's a very old film, but um, I hadn't seen it until a while ago, and it's 100% worth watching. Hardcore, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. I was utterly 
floored, Ruth. You don't understand. I I was not (laughs) expecting this quality of, I don't know, I just underestimated the quality of storytelling. And then I found it and I was like, this is exceptionally thought-provoking. I don't know what I think about this. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't like a simple story. It was very complex, which, you know, humans have been humans and capable of telling complex stories for a long time, so I don't know why I was thinking that, but... (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> Way to be a chronological snob, Rachel. Anyways. Uh-huh. Um, there are these people coming from the French underground to the bar. Do tell. Hey, this is part, this is part of the Casablanca spoof. This bar is in, is in America, okay? okay? They're going to open a French restaurant in... Don't do it. Uh, Oakland. Just don't do it. As opposed to starting... The rebellion sorry, in guys. France. <laughs> um, so the paperwork that they need, instead of being like passports, which they are in Casablanca, are like a deed to property and a liquor license. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's very bizarre. If you, if you haven't seen Casablanca and you watch this, you'll be very confused. Um, <laughs> I was confused at times. And, um, you know... Uh, he meets the guy who said he was going to... Lou meets the guy he said he was going to meet, and he's, you know, explains the situation. The situation is that there's this paperwork that they need to get. And the woman who came to him earlier was trying to get the paperwork from Lou because she thought he had it. Okay. But... He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. So then this man... Shows up. Mr. B has arrived from Jerusalem. What? This is his name. Is Mr. B. Okay. It's actually short for Mr. Blubber. What? <laughs> He's a large man. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? I don't. Blubber is his name. I heard Blummer. Oh no, Blubber. Mr. Blubber. Okay. Yeah. He's. I think he's. I don't think he's actually that size. I think they stuff his suit to make him look larger than he actually is. It's, Tell me more. <laughs> anyways, so um, the the whole point, yeah. So these French resistance people, you can, they're gonna these French resistance. There's people. two of them, and they're gonna open this restaurant. One of them's a guy, one of them's a girl. Turns out Lou knows the girl. This is again from Casablanca. Okay. Um, and then at one point, as they're in the restaurant, someone says, "Paris has fallen. It's a tragedy." And these German generals who were there stand up and sing the german national anthem this is this happens in the movie and then the french people sing the french national anthem and then lou and the lady stand up and they sing some random song (laughs) just like an unrelated song and then the piano guy the guy at the piano sings (laughs) he literally sings jeepers creepers where'd you get those peepers (laughs) (laughs) goodness and see the thing is in Casablanca the whole thing is they want the p- the piano the guy at the piano is playing a song that is uh special to both the the Humphrey Bogart character and uh-huh. the girl who's one of the resistance girls yeah. the girl resi- the, res- the French resistant girl um but in this movie the song is Jeepers Creepers where'd you get those beepers <laughs> 
Here's how the story really goes. Oh my goodness. Um, they try to have an exchange in the bathroom, but of the papers, the papers try to, and, but the Germans, um, take them, they overtake them and and they take the papers away. Uh, they all sit down at the table and they're like, you're lucky you got out there alive. And they're, and uh, I heard gunshots. Uh, I thought you got shot. And then he's like, well, I didn't. And then the two people beside them say, well, we did. And then they fall down. <laughs> They've been shot. Um, then, um, yes. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Blubber contacts uh, Lou and says, we are going to meet so we can talk about what I want from you so I can get you papers and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, the French rebel dude, he's like, we are going to also... French resistance is probably the f- formal term. The French resistance <laughs> dude is like, we are going... We want you to... You, apparently, you can get us the money that we need. And okay. and and the papers. And he says, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so... He's not planning to do it, but meanwhile, he goes and meets with Mr. Blubber, and Mr. Blubber explains that there's these diamond eggs that have been stolen, and that um, he can help find, and the whole, (laughs) and of course, the story is unnecessarily convoluted and complicated, and Lou Lou is like, that makes sense to me, (laughs) again, (laughs) it's a very bizarre uh, situation, and, um, you know... Then he says, uh, the only clue I've gotten is this name, which I believe is an anagram for the actual person who has the gold, the, the diamond eggs. And I've spent 10 years trying to figure it out and I haven't figured it out. Uh-huh. And then Lou's like, here, let me take a look. And he pockets it for later. Um, then he shows back up on his, on his office and the woman who had pretended to be dead in his office before is back. But this time she's pretending to be someone else. Uh, and they have a wild conversation. At first, she pretends, she's like, yes, my, uh, she's lost her husband and her father. It's complicated. And and he's, it's just a very weird conversation. And, but no, it's none of that. Um, so it, (laughs) so she, she, she's, it's like, (laughs) I'm struggling to articulate because (laughs) Because the <laughs> the plot is so jolty, right? It's one spoof scene after another another spoof scene where yeah. it's hard to follow the common thread. The the central scene of the film, which we're just coming to now, okay. he ends up in his apartment, and um, the lady from the French Resistance is there, and she says, you know, I've always loved you and I want to marry you and let's be together forever. And he's what? like, I'm so excited. So then he goes into the kitchen and who's in the kitchen, but one of his other former lovers <laughs> is in the kitchen. And she's Dude. like, um, he's like, you need to get out. <laughs> and she says, but I have, he says, I'm going to make an, a, I'm going to have an excuse for her to go to the bathroom and you're going to leave. So then he goes out. He keeps talking to the girl from the middle, goes in the bathroom, and the widow is in the bathroom with the ashes so of her dead husband. <laughs> and, um, um, ultimately, these ashes do end up in the toilet. What? Accidentally, she drops them. It's a catastrophe, and they have to flush them down the toilet. It's so bad. It's like, what is happening? Um, so, 
Long story short, he manages to keep all three of them from finding out about all three of them, arranging to meet two of them at the dock at a separate time, and gives a third one the mission to get the papers. He's... Wow. Gets them all out the door, and his secretary watches all of this. He's <laughs> at the door, watches them all leave, and then comes in and is like, I've solved the anagram. Here it is. And then, of course, she is like, I've always loved you, Lou. No. <laughs> he's like, well, of course. And then they almost do something wild, and then there's a knock at the door, and another woman shows up, who I don't recognize from the whole film, okay? I don't know who this person is. I don't think they have one other appearance, which we'll talk about about later but it's very weird and she's got a whole bicycle with her in the hallway which i don't suppose is that weird but i just <laughs> it would be weird if she had half a bicycle with her what they should have done oh my lanta anyways um so he sends that he had sent that one girl to get the um the papers the anagram has been figured out the whole plan is coming together um, okay. he, the anagram's figured out, and it's, the guy who owns the Golden, Eight Br- Golden Gate Bridge is the guy on Bridge. the anagram. And so he then goes to that guy's house. Well, actually, no, he gets a phone call to meet him. So he goes to meet him. I also looked this up. The Golden Gate Bridge is not owned by a man. Okay. It's owned by the San Francisco... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think just, it's fine. Just some dish chaos. Don't mind that, folks. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, this Golden Gate Bridge is owned by the city of San Francisco's chaos town. No. Nothing. Not that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's not a man. Okay, so Ezra... Is the name of the guy who owns the bridge. Ezra? Ezra, CV, something I couldn't write down. But not really, because this is fiction? That's correct. Okay. So they're at the house. That's what that was about. (laughs) They're at the house. He goes to the house. The door's answered by a beautiful woman. And um, that turns out to be his wife. The man. Whose wife? The man who owns the house. Okay. Um, Sorry. Ezra. And Ezra is wheelchair in a wheelchair and very old. Oh. And his hair is to his shoulders. And he has trouble speaking. Um, and both of the husband and wife slip him notes that say not to trust each other separately. <laughs> they both, like, <laughs> shake his hand and slip him a note. Uh-huh. Um, turns out her jewels are missing. Um, and they want him to find out who stole the jewels. And then... He, he's like, so you just have uh, a couple things missing. What are they again? And she's like, just some bangles and burbles. And what? he's like, what? And she says, burbles. And he's like, I think you mean baubles. Oh, my goodness. You're saying baubles with a Romanian accent. And therefore, you're related to the people who stole the crystal eggs from Mr. Blubber's story from earlier. Sure enough. They both start speaking with Romanian accents now, and they try to kill Lou, but they end up getting shot by someone who's crept in the house behind the curtain. There's, like, a secret door Uh through the window, and he gets shot. Uh, The guy in the wheelchair gets shot, and the woman is like, you know, you know, we could always go out later, and he's like, ha, and then he leaves. Um, So that's confusing, but he now knows who's the who had the 
eggs and he's trying to figure it out. And oh, they explain the person who helped them steal the crystal eggs is someone who's shot, who was shot and is still bleeding to this day. What? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, um, back at the office... Yeah. He, the one girl shows up and is like, I tried to get the papers, but it didn't work out for for ridiculous reasons. And then the guy with the eggs shows up and it turns out to be the owner of the bar from earlier. Okay. We knew him vaguely. And <laughs> um, then he dies because he, he? the guy, the, uh, thank you, Ruth. The, um... The man with the crystal eggs dies oh. because he's bleeding and has been bleeding for over 10 years What? Uh, from a gunshot wound to the chest. Noted. Yeah. That, um, yes. Okay. It turns out totally. that the first woman who had come to his office is in league with with blubbers. Um, and so he has to go no. take the eggs, the crystal eggs to blubbers, to blubbers and his cronies back in the apartment. So he takes it to them, and he trades it for something. What is it? He Oh, he trades the papers for the eggs, because Blubbers has the papers. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So uh, he then doesn't leave. He has, he, there's this whole scene where they open the, the box with the crystal eggs. Uh-huh. It's like a majestic egg carton type thing. Yeah. They open it up, and um, it actually is real chickens inside these eggs. Chicks, what? real chicks, Ruth, and um, yes, you know, yeah. But then the cops show up, um, and they're like, oh, "We we found everyone, the murderers and the thieves." And he's like, "But I don't think they murdered Merkel at the beginning." His name was Merkel. Yeah, um, really? Yeah. So then he goes down to the docks where he said he'd meet the the French uh, resistance, resistance woman. And Guy to give them the papers so they can leave the country. Well, actually, just he can leave the country because she's going to stay with him. It's a whole thing. So, um, then, during their, like, little pre-conversation before Lou gets there, the the two resistance people are talking and he's, they're like, you know, this guy, he's, you know, he's an interesting fellow or whatever. And then she's like, well, how long did you know we were lovers? And he's like... Well, we, I didn't. And he says, I just thought to say that because then, you know, you seemed to think that. It was really weird. <laughs> I know. They have a weird little conversation. And then um, he gets there. He tries to give them the papers. But the Germans show up to stop the French resistance okay. from getting on the boat. It's a ferry. And, um, but they stop that pretty quick. Uh, some sharpshooter gets him, the German fellow. Oh. The police come. They show up. And arrest the German guy. Um, and then ugh, Lou finds the person who did the shooting behind the box. And that person is, um, uh, I can do this. Oh, yeah, is the widow from the first scene. Oh. Yeah. Who uh-huh. has periodically showed up throughout the film, right? Like in the bathroom as Chaos Town. Right. Yeah. Um, she's the one who did all the shooting at the beginning because the the detective's partner, because they were partners, right? Lou and Merkel. Okay. They were partners. Yes. And she wanted to spend more time with Lou, so she killed Merkel. What? So that he would stop spending time with his professional business partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
and then she's like, and all the other people, I guess I was just so angry. Um, and then so she gets arrested, and then the French lady stays with Lou, uh-huh. and she's like, I guess it'll be us forever. And he's like, maybe. And then this car rolls up, and they go in, and all the other women from throughout the entire film are also in the back of the car, and they have a toast at the very end. Is that it? Yes. That's it. That's Ruth. the end. That's the end. I don't... So, female empowerment? No. That is no. not the vibe. The vibe The vibe like, is very not that. Uh, what are they doing? I... I they just... You know... No. It's... It's, I think... <laughs> That's a, part of my problem. <laughs> a vision... There, there's... I think it's a faulty... A faulty impression of the good life. You know? All these ladies on his arm, going about his life, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But, you know, some people thought that, think that that is what they want. But that's just, like, none of the movies with Humphrey Bogart, right, end up that way at all. Right? Um, Right. So, they're, you know, playing with that, like, that sort of thing. Um... Okay. What did you find most bizarre about this film, Ruth? I keep thinking you mentioned something about an emu, and I know you didn't. Hmm. But, like, the whole three women in the house trying to get them out mm-hmm. without seeing each other makes me think there should be an emu running around in the building. Just to, you know, <laughs> kick it off one more one more the time. The weirdest thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did you... You are not one who's seen any Humphrey Bogart movies. Yeah, you keep saying this name, and it's getting more and more irritating to me. I don't think I like his name. I really, I kind of really like his name. I just don't really like his acting, which I know is controversial. Oh. <laughs> well, I never met the guy, so maybe he's it's nice. Tr- it's true. Maybe he, I haven't met him either. It, was, it wasn't a character statement. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's weird because I could totally see movies now doing what this movie did very readily. I don't know, like TV shows, like community parodies, oh, Star yeah, Wars, yeah. and Westerns, and... Community is a TV show. It is. Thank you, folks. Um, <laughs> folks. Thank you, folks. I told you, I don't represent a mass! <laughs> um, and I feel like people really enjoy that kind of story yeah and it's interesting because this this movie really hasn't picked up traction in that sort of way i wonder if it would if this kind of movie do you think this sort of movie would ever be made again this kind of um spoof on the classic uh you know dramatic films detective movies yeah probably i think I feel like, like I said, though, at the beginning, I feel like the genre would have to make a comeback first. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and our closing like song. anticlimactic responses. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Instill some insight in us, sister. Um, I'll sing, and you think... Our closing song will be Oh no. La 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 la
want me to think about <laughs> doing that. You're correct. That seems like a faulty thing. If you guys uh, like the satire movies, maybe let us know. Let us know somehow through our Instagram. Somehow. somehow. I don't know how. I don't know how. But our Instagram's a good way you could do that. Um, if, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if you think there are movies that are lost and you have found one of them, let us know as well on Instagram. That would be interesting to know. We yeah. can look into it and see. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a good day. Closing comments to the crew, Ruth? Oh, the crew. Um, the crew would be myself and my sister. <laughs> Ahoy, mateys, perhaps? I think we should be Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, folks. Bye. Bye.